Yes, queens, on today's episode, we are going to talk about going no contact. Oh, this is my fire. I love this, but I know it can be difficult, so we're going to talk about the challenges and the benefits, and on Thursday, we're going to talk about does your ex miss you during the no contact period. Ooh, ooh, the suspense. Stay tuned. Hey, queens, welcome to But Still She Thrives. Do you want to stop getting caught up in that wicked web of a creepy, crawly narcissist? Do you find yourself up late at night replaying the abuse you put up with and wondering how you can heal now? Do you wake up hoping for healthy relationships and peace only to feel totally exhausted and mind effed? Girl, I see you. I'm Christy. I too had to disconnect from toxic people in my life and I wished I could undo the damage. I felt ashamed, lonely, and kind of lost, but I'm a stubborn Italian and I refuse to give up. I found ways to recalibrate my mind and body more quickly than I thought and can now share them with you. In this podcast, you will find coping tools, healing methods, and confidence boosters so you can trust yourself and find peace and freedom. So shields up, ladies. Let's go protect our peace. Are you feeling lost after post-narcissistic abuse? I'm your girl. I got you. This is my specialty. Go check out ways to work with me at www.christyjade.com. Click on work with me and find all the fun ways you can work with me, whether it's one-on-one coaching or a pre-recorded boundaries course. First things first, I'm not realist now. That's not it. First things first, how to go no contact, okay? So this is, I mean, it's pretty simple. No contact. As far as what it actually means, it's very straightforward. It is going no contact with the narcissist in your life that you know you are going to be a healthier being if you do not have contact with them. If you absolutely cannot and you are co-parenting or something of the sort, you have to go to my Gray Rock Method episode. I will link it below. I think it's episode five, but not sure. So I will link it um, in my show notes. All right. So going no contact. First of all, narcissists, uh, they can really deflect. They can twist things. You know, they're manipulators. So one thing you have to be is very, very, very clear in what your decision is is you have to communicate this to them. You cannot do it all. If you're that strong, more power to you. As I've learned, I think it's more beneficial to state very clearly and simply what it is. So uh, you could say something like, I am no longer going to be in communication with you of any kind. Please do not contact me. Now, the next one, block all forms of communication. You're saying you do not want to contact them. You have made this decision. You need to mean it. And what helps you do that is blocking them. That can feel awful inside. Blocking seems like a really horrible thing. But horrible people, horrible decisions sometimes result in things that are not so comfortable that we are put in a situation where we have to do them, such as blocking. It is not to be mean to somebody else. It is blocking to protect your peace. If you are on this journey and you're saying, I really want peace, I really want to be fully disconnected from this person, then this truly is the way to ensure that. Obviously, blocking their email, blocking their calls, blocking their texts, blocking their messenger. What are we in, 1999? AOL Messenger. No, but any of the messenger apps on Facebook, Gmail, 
TikTok, wherever you are, all the social medias, whatever way there is a way for them to contact you, put a wall between you because you no longer want that communication, right? Right, you ha- I'm telling you, you have to really mean it for this to work. Another reminder is to avoid triggering situations because this can, uh, can make us waver where we're feeling strong and we're like, yeah, look at me, I blocked that mofo all over town, everywhere, yeah. And then we get into a triggering situation and all of a sudden we get that little softer side coming out. We're like, oh man, well, maybe, maybe I should just unblock to know if, they, if there's an emergency or to know, I mean, they might, maybe they're having a hard time. We start to go down a spiral. So try to avoid triggering situations that could lead to that where your heartstrings feel tugged at. Don't be going looking at your cute little memories and your photo albums. Does anyone even have photo albums? I am showing my age. I'm 43. I might have some photo albums. Okay? Don't go scrolling in your Facebook memories. Is that more modern and up-to-date, peeps? I said peeps to be cool. But you get my point. Don't put yourself in triggering situations. That could be, oh, reaching out to their sister. You're just checking in to see how she is. No. Maybe you're just reaching because you are missing them Even though it may seem wrong, this is natural that we miss people even when we decide to cut them out of their lives. So it's like having a little access to the person. Maybe you're asking their cousin, oh, have you seen Dean? How's he doing? That's a triggering situation because they're going to start talking about, oh, well, actually his cat passed away. And then you're like, oh, shit, I should unblock all my stuff so I can just real quick tell him I'm sorry his cat died, right? No. Stay locked up like a box. All right, the fourth thing in this part here is focusing on self-care. This is a huge part, and you can go back through a couple of my episodes that talk about self-care, how I really, in my start of this journey, when I disconnected, what I did to help myself, but self-care is so important, just to name a couple of things. Get your exercise, get your sleep, Get support. This is so important. I could not have done my journey after the disconnect, not even just through it, but after, because it's a whole new life. It's a whole, I mean, it's a recreation of yourself. I could not have done that without support. So if you do want to work with me, I will mention this. I, starting in about a month or so, I'm going to be doing part-time. So I do have a couple of spots open. If you want to work with me, I will put a link again in the show notes. If you are looking to just have one call or have, you know, several, um, you can get like package deals. So I will put those below. But you really, really should have support, again, with somebody who understands narcissism. I cannot say that enough, whether it's me or somebody else, someone who gets narcissism. So self-care includes getting support and help. All right. So let's talk about those challenges of going no contact. (sighs) Okay, the guilt is real, y'all. Let's just start with the biggest one for, I mean, that was huge. I had such guilt and it did not help that family members laid on bigger guilt onto me. Or you, let's say you're in a romantic situation and maybe it's your in-laws or your friends even, right? Your friends have so much with you and your partner and you all are buddies and hang out all the time and they don't want that to end. They may even guilt you. So you have your own guilt on top of other people's guilt on top of, of course, the narcissist guilt because you know dang well they are going to throw their guilt all up in that, right? So that is 
especially why I needed the support I did, the guilt was literally like eating me alive. It was really getting to me. Another challenge is loneliness and isolation. First of all, if this is, especially like in romantic situations, a lot of times the narcissist will isolate you so you are dependent on them, right? We got the codependency thing going. So when and if you get to have the glory of disconnecting from a narcissist, you feel great and free, but you also are on the other side and you could be lonely because you have been isolated. You have been manipulated into isolating yourself from your friends, from your family. And it's hard enough to deal with any breakup. You're going to feel lonely in ways, right? Because you're used to having this person, especially in narcissistic situations. If you are an empath with a narcissist, you are codependent. That's just going to happen. And now you have to untether those cords that have been tied for X amount of time, depending on your situation. So you've got loneliness and isolation to deal with. Again, why you need support. The third one is potential backlash from the narcissist. And this is tough. And I do want to recommend, I always will put the um, hotline number, the domestic abuse hotline. I mention this now because hopefully the narcissist in your life is not violent. If they are, I do suggest getting support and also calling the hotline number to guide you if there is any sort of dangerous situation you are in. Aside from dangerous situation, just narcissists in general, you're going to get backlash. You're going to get guilt. You're going to get maybe name calling. They will go through a variety of their own emotions. So they may try to win you with being sweet. And then when that doesn't work, they may get angry and call you names. Then they may threaten you. Then they may do a smear campaign where they are telling other people bad things about you. So they There is potential for that backlash, again, why you need support. (laughs) I know it's like I'm repeating myself, but I really wouldn't have been where I am today without support. It's, It's just my peace was worth every penny. So the last thing here in the challenges is dealing with the trauma. That was already there. You're already dealing with trauma. So the good news is this is the start of your healing. When you stay in a situation, you are you can't heal. When you're still in the situation, you can't heal. So that's the good news. You are starting the healing, but you do have to deal with it. So you may have to do therapy. You may have to kind of dig down and see, well, what led me to this? How can I avoid situations like this in the future? All of that stuff, which I actually will be putting out a course soon. I am so excited about how to avoid narcissistic relationships. Like, ever getting them again. We love that. So I'm really excited about that. So you're going to deal with that trauma. So it's also the healing. What can you do to heal? That stuff I work on with clients all the time. There's yin yoga, there's journaling, there's meditation, there's a billion ways to deal with the trauma. I do suggest therapy. I do suggest mindset work, physical work, taking care of yourself as far as your diet and health, all of that. So yes, with anything like this, there's going to be challenges. But I am telling you from my experience, from my clients' experiences, the benefits of going no contact and cutting, like truly disconnecting from a narcissist is so worth any challenge. So the first one is regaining control of your life. Being able to not have to walk on eggshells, being able to make your own decisions, not worrying about what the other person has to think or say. And you know, I know relationships are a compromise, but if you're in a narcissistic situation, you know what I mean. It is like you can't do anything right. They want you codependent on them. They're going to decide everything for you. 
And it's, it's really a stressful way to live. So you get to regain control of you. I, I call it you 2.0. Like, look, you get to get your life back, right? This isn't just like normal healthy relationships where, of course, you're going to compromise. You're going to change. Uh, dynamics change. That's life, right? You have kids. Things change. If you're in a narcissistic situation, you know it goes a lot deeper, and I want you to be free of that. The second is healing from the trauma. So we talked about dealing, but you get to heal. So this is your time. You actually get to feel really good and start your mind, body, spirit, all that good stuff, you get to start off on a new track and you really get to start deciding and creating your own life. Like decide is, I love that word because you are deciding. I I made a decision to get out of this and now I'm deciding who I want to be now. And in our childhood, it's, it's really hard. We have to listen to our parents and we're born into certain situations. And there's something beautiful about starting over when you're a little bit older. Like for me, I mean, I was like, gosh, 38, 37, 38, when I started to really un- ravel and see like, wow, I can actually do things my way how I want in my life. And I felt really free. And it's been like a dream. Like I'm creating, I'm still creating it, but I'm still, I'm like creating this dream life that I never thought I could have. And like, God, I want that for you guys. So just have hope, hold on to that hope that you can do that. And it takes some time but it's quicker than you think, especially if you have support, especially with me, because we move fast. I don't like to wait for stuff. I'm a tourist. I'm going places. I'm running. Like, we got things to do. We're not going to, like, shrivel up and sit and waver in the past. And I'm not I'm not doing toxic positivity where it's like, oh, forget it happened. Like, we sit in it a little bit. We have some tears. We do some stuff. But we also say, well, I have this pain and I'm not going to let it dictate my life. I'm not going to let it take over my life anymore. And I'm going to use it as a fire under my butt to have the most amazing life I can, because I still can, despite everything I can, I'm telling you. So sorry, I get real passionate about that. (laughs) All right. Now, building healthier relationships is a third thing. This is like I said, I'm going to build a course around this because this is so important, not just with romantic relationships, though, really. One of the beautiful things in my life is when I cut out a specific narcissist out of my life, it just opened my eyes to like, wow, that relationship really took over and I really let that person get away with a lot and I don't want to do that anymore. And there are other people in my life that even if they're not narcissists, that just the relationships don't really work for me. And I've put up with some crap that I really shouldn't and I see things in a whole new way. It really lifted the veil off. I will say that can be hard because it's it's almost like once you see it, you can't unsee it, right? And you're like, dang, Gina. Um, so, you know, with everything, there there's an upside and a downside, but the upside is amazing because I did clear out a couple of friendships from my life. And, I, you know, I wish them well. There's not like hard feelings, but there were certain things that just weren't sitting well in my body and I didn't feel good about. And it's not like I didn't value our past experiences and we had some great times, but there was just some that was not working anymore because I had a new perspective in life. So it's setting new standards for yourself, for your life, new boundaries, all of that, and building healthy relationships. And when you clear out some of those, which you may, it leaves room for 
people that you didn't even know existed, right? There's people out there that are really supportive and positive and not negative and not draining and you don't have to walk on eggshells around. And that was really, really cool for me to experience. All right, the last thing here is improving your mental health. Kind of with the healing from trauma, it's, it's such an amazing feeling when you start to get your confidence back, when you're building this 2.0 version of yourself. It is, it's magical. And I know I sound cheesy, but welcome to me. It's just this magical experience of, of empowerment. I mean, that's the only, that's such an overused word, but I, for the first time in my life, in the, and this is just in the last few years, you guys, the first time in my life, I actually feel powerful over my own life and my own choices. And it's, it's just, it's inexplicable. And again, I want you guys to experience that. All right. So I also really want you guys to meet other like-minded people. So this is a reminder that I have a Facebook group for women only on Facebook. I always link it in my show notes, but join that. You will get a free gift from me there, but you can also build community on that page of other women going through what you have going, what, you know, whatever stage you're in, there's people in there that have gone through it as well. So I'd love you to join that page. So in conclusion, we'll have a little recap. We talked about how to go no contact, the challenges of going no contact, the benefits which far outweigh the challenges, I'm telling you. Of course, if you are in a dangerous situation, it is a different story. I want you to call that 800 hotline in the show notes and really prioritize your self-care and your healing and yourself and get the support you need. I am here. There's therapists out there. Again, there is that domestic abuse hotline. You don't have to be physically abused to use that phone number, okay? Just a reminder that going no contact, it is a brave and empowering choice. And it might be scary and it might feel crazy. And it may still be hard to do. You might have done it a year ago, but you get sucked back in here and there. I get it. I have been there. I understand. It is a very, very hard thing to do. The fact you try are trying at all shows your strength. So keep fighting for this. And if you need to replay this 11 times to help, just do that. Whatever you got to do, reach out to me. You can always email me. My email's in the show notes too. And remember, you are brave. You are amazing. And dang, girl, you are beautiful. See you in the next episode. If you are loving this podcast but want a little more customized guidance, go to my website at www.christyjade.com and go to the Work With Me tab to find ways you can work with me. I would love to help you. Also, don't forget to look in the show notes, aka the description of this podcast, for any related links that I mention and more Christy Jade fun. Christy Jade fun.